Alrighty, righty. Welcome back to Raisa Contra El Mundo, the hottest podcast in the universe for Rory Youth Exchange with me, Ray, and my friend, Isaac. What is going on, Isaac? Hey, everyone. It's going good. Keep working. I got my channel vaccinated now. Yep. Get out in these streets. <laughs> Do you feel like you have like more power? Like, can you can you lift more things right now? With the vaccine inside your body, maybe maybe I need the second dose. But I don't have any superpowers. <laughs> Just hurt. Just hurt a bit. And like time control, invisibility. Yeah, I'm not sure. What It'll would take some time? What would what be? Would <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds silly, but if you if you can have like one superpower, what would it be? I think like for my purposes, teleportation would be good. Teleportation. Be like I want to go there, and then you go right. I think Are mind you? control, my, my, not mind control, mind reading, but I feel like sometimes... Like, you don't really want to know what people are thinking because it's it could be it could hurt your feeling or it could be nasty. There are powers, superpowers that you can easily abuse where it's like, it's just too good that you'll use it for forever. Right. In normal <laughs> life, but teleportation, I, I really only think it will make my life better. Go to school fast, look out another country like that, you know? Using yeah. it would still be positive stuff. Are you a kind of person who's always late to class or something? I'm usually on time. Oh, you're. But I, but my class is 30 kilometers away, so I'd rather not oh, drive that. Right. right. Yeah. Understandable. Anyway, Isaac, back to you. All right. So welcome back to today's episode. Today's we have a very special guest, one of my friends from my exchange year, mm -hmm. someone else. Um, I think <clears throat> two or. Three weeks ago now, we had Maki, who was in my exchange here, the city of Jogjakarta. Today, we have someone else from the city of Jogjakarta sharing their experiences coming all the way from France. Please give it up to Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, yeah it's me. Thank you to have you today. It's actually not Nathan, eh? It's Nathan. My like French pronunciation is Nathan. Nathan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How is it going, buddy? That's my, yeah, really good. I think we are like a three in three different time zones. And so mm -hmm. for you, it's like it is like the early morning. For me, yes. I've just, just been eating for like, for like my, my lunch now. It's Quite 9 nice. p.m. right here. And it's early. Uh, I guess it's early morning for Isaac. Eh? Yeah, it's 7 a.m. Oh, okay, okay. early. 7 a.m. on a Saturday. You yep. just woke up. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. That dedication, yeah. man. Gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. Yes. Yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> so now, like, I'm from France, but calling from Belgium. Oh. Because I'm, I'm studying there. So, so, like, I'm from the north of France, so it's only, like, two hours driving from my home. So this that's so far, you know. <laughs> it's an European thing. Yeah. Two hours drive and you're in a, in a total different country, eh? Yeah. I understood it was amazing uh, when I came to Indonesia and the first country was like two or three hours by plane. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> when in France, like one hour, I'm in Belgium, two hours in Netherlands or Germany or Luxembourg right. or even England. Exactly. It's really awesome. So Ray did exchange on, in Canada on the same island I'm on, but from my town to his town on the same island, it's about seven hours driving seven yes <laughs> to the north 
That's so cool for, for you in Europe. If you want a different experience, you can just pick a direction and drive. Right. But here on the, I drive seven hours and it's still just trees, trees, trees and trees, mountains, trees, and mountains, bears, trees, deers, yeah. cougars. Because you've got more nature, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Here it's quite loud. It's pretty scary, though. <laughs> but yeah. What city in, in Belgium are you in? Namur. Like, Namur is like in uh, the French speaking part. Yeah, the other parts speak Dutch. Right. Wallonie? Is that it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Wallonie. I'm sitting in Jean Blou, Jean Blou Agrobiotech. It's a really cool like university and it's quite like near near Brussels, <clears throat> in the south of Brussels. Out of all universities in France and Belgium, why did you choose this one? Um actually coming from France, I wanted to, to do the same uh, studies in France in mm -hmm. the French program. Yep. Uh, the French system, but um The French system is really hard. Uh, like it makes you go against each other, against all students. And oh. You have to be the first in class to like Smart. to fight for to be the first, to be the best. And if you're the best, you can do whatever you want uh, and go to like get the best job and all. Right. But in Belgium, it's more cool. You can go at your own rhythm, do what you can, and not have to go against the other students. Right. Are you? Like when you enter this um, university in Belgium, are you considered as a international student or do you have a, like a different quota like other than the other Belgians, Belgian students? Um, actually, you can have some special, um, quite a special place when uh, you're from uh, Erasmus program. This is a European program to go everywhere in, in university for six months, uh, but uh, even Because it's it is a, a European program. If you're a European, you can come. So like French, uh, French students or Luke, uh, people from Luxembourg, mm -hmm. which speak French also, go to this university. We're quite a lot. Maybe like a quarter of all this uh, of all the students are not coming from from Belgium, mm -hmm. and um, we we don't have any special like courses and all. They just want us to speak French and to understand the courses and exclude. What are you studying there? Uh, agronomy, uh, agronomy. So agroecology, uh, forestry. I think I will go to more like ecology and forestry studies for a master, like to be uh, an engineer in forestry. And so, what are the focus? Like, um, what are the core programs in your faculty? Uh, in my faculty, actually, uh, we do have three first years with common studies and mm -hmm. common courses, and then two years of master. Okay. And during those three years, we do a like a lot of chemistry, physics, uh, mathematics. Okay, so um, it's science-based then. Yeah, and those are not really important for our job. Quite a lot of you doing like uh, environmental um, uh, sciences or technologies, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, working with uh, technology and drones and things like that. Okay. But in my case, it is not so important. But we have to to go through those studies. Just be sure we have, we are like engineers uh, yeah. level, mm -hmm. but we also have a lot of botanics, zoology, geology. So it's quite everywhere then, like like almost yeah. everything. It's yeah, everywhere. right. Exactly. We also have English courses. Okay. Uh, but I'm not so good at it. Like you're fine. Come on. I'm trying my best. 
Uh, but then uh, at, during the two last years, we do have more like specialized uh, courses in which we, in my case, I would choose uh, like forestry mm-hmm. and uh, ecology. So we, I will more focus on the forestry like in tropical places or okay. uh, northern places. Then I will have to choose if I want to work and live in uh, tropical places or in Belgium maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe work in national parks, and, or it will it will be one of my next uh, big choice to do in life. You have any idea right now? Do you feel like like yeah? What do you want? Any like, tropical place calling you? What are the al- alumni from your faculty are currently doing for their living? Yeah, there are a lot of uh, alumni from my study. We also have like a uh, internet website specialized mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Then we can see. Uh, like get contacts from everyone from my university right since like like 200 years like most of the people are dead now on this earth oh. because yeah because like no like we I mean, we have like the name of the last 200 years students mm-hmm. so that's why but i um i can't help you very much <laughs> you know I, I assume the labor market has changed a bit yeah not a bit isaac no <laughs> not a bit yeah <laughs> but like uh, because Belgium, you know, uh, one of the colony, like at, at the time, one of the Belgian colony was uh, Congo. Oh yeah, the Congo country. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have still a lot of contact with those yep. countries, and that, and so uh, a lot of students are going there to work in, because they have really big forests. One of the main most important African forests are there. So a lot of people from my uh, faculty yeah, are they have a lot there. of um what do you call it biodiversity there yeah really big biodiversity with elephants with a gorilla with whatever you want and right. really important uh, like primary forest but actually they mm-hmm. don't have really big um, links with um, uh, indonesia and maybe one of my goal would be if i strong enough to choose to go to tropical uh, forestry but mm-hmm. it's a big choice, so I have to live far away from Europe for maybe 10, 20 years. Right. And maybe I would like maybe to go back to Indonesia because Indonesia is also a big center of biodiversity right. in the world. Maybe create some links between like Europe and my faculty and Belgium maybe and, and, uh, and Indonesia. And <clears throat> I've seen uh, on this website uh, with uh, all people from my university which are working now uh like there are two people working in indonesia one working for the uh, unesco program it's quite cool right another one which is the belgian ambassador in jakarta Mm. so that's quite cool so i interesting maybe i could contact him nathan in your studies there have you ever like do any research or anything regarding uh the palm oil industry in indonesia yes like we're speaking a lot about this also, some other people from my university choose to go to a, like uh, agricultural uh, phase, like right. the, the agricultural part, mm-hmm. and some of them uh, the tropical agriculture. Uh, we 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 had to um, meet and uh, speak with uh, some of some guys which are uh, now um, developing some palm oil uh, production, mm-hmm. but with the help from the uh, European uh, program which want to make some like good, um, cool palm oil trees plantation. Right. We've not, we've not uh, 
no cutting down, cutting down trees. Right. The deforestation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more in uh, Africa, which uh, in this place in Africa, they are producing more and more, but in more ethical uh, way. Right. But but uh, we've been also speaking a lot about Indonesian plantations. But in this case, we just uh, speaking about there's no way we could change it because there are like a lot of money from the government and people right. just planting trees, taking a lot of money, and it would be a really big work. It's quite difficult. Yeah, it is. It is, man. It is quite complicated. What, what's your opinion about like? What do you think about uh, the palm oil? oil? Well, it's um. I think I don't know. We're doing it uh, the best as we could, and um, palm oil is just the um the most efficient oil out there. It produces the most uh, volume per meter square. I know sometimes the the issue was not it was less on the um it was less on the environment. It was more on the political side most of the time because the soybean oil industry just don't want to get replaced by palm oil or something. I don't know. Sometimes it's it's just funny when Europe was banning palm oil because most of the um, seed bank for palm oil is in Europe. So it's like, yeah, it's complicated, man. But yeah, I think um, still palm oil is the most efficient oil out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've seen that. Like that guy... Uh, working on the agriculture, on the palm oil uh, agriculture and production, mm-hmm. said that uh, in Europe we have a lot of uh, alternative to palm oil, mm-hmm. to, like other way to produce, but uh, olive oil and uh, like uh, rapeseed oil, rapeseed, yeah, yeah, are like cool. They produce oil, but like ten times less than the palm oil and take mm-hmm. a lot of land, not so efficient. And palm oil is a really interesting way to produce way more oil. Right. But the problem is more about like how to reduce the produce, risk. Yeah. Yep. Do it the, more the ethical. Like, yeah, right. Right. And protect more the environment. Yeah, it's good Nathan, that you're in that field right now. Nathan, before you're telling me that you were um, you went back and looked at some photos to try to jog your memory for, for today. What yeah, kind of stuff what'd you find? So me, I was in uh Jakarta. I had the chance to be in the like SMK Negri Dua uh, Kasihan Bantul, the south of the city, right mm-hmm. in the uh, in the music school, like National Music School of Indonesia. And so I had the chance to join because I was a musician before, also. But the choice to join it, uh, like we we were playing classical music most of the time, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of. Uh, concert we've, we've been playing as a chance to go like in almost all small villages in central Java mm-hmm. to play a small concert with all the kids of my year. It was really cool. And we had also the chance to go to uh, Smarang, yeah, Solo, Smarang, Bayuwangi also. And to Bayuwangi? Bayu. That was like yeah. far east. Yeah, it's far away, far east also. Yeah. Like we had a, a trip to go play play some music in Bayuwangi and Bali. What was really interesting is that when I came to Indonesia, my English was like I thought I could speak some English, but uh, hello, my name is Nathan. It's not enough to to survive. But so what was really cool is that when I came to my when I arrived to the school, they were not speaking English, just Indonesian and Javanese, and me only French and really bad English. But we had one common language, which was music, and so true. Like my first day, I, I went to the orchestra class 
and we like started playing and I shared amazing moments with them playing music, even if we like did not understood anything. But you speak the same music language, eh? But we were speaking music together. It yep. was what do you play? Uh, horn, like French horn. French horn. So when you gotta put your hand in it, right? Like things like that, you know, like oh, yeah. a, a brass, brass instrument. Brass, yeah. You have to put like, your hand inside of the the tube, right? Yeah, right. Like in the I don't know how to say it in English, but uh, you have to the mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. And uh, you have to put your other hand in the at the end of the tube. Mm. Right. Just, uh, so it's, just, uh, first to hold it because it's quite heavy, but also to change the sound if you have to, to change it fast or if not just uh, in a good tone, you know? I don't know yeah. how to say that. You can move it a bit to adjust if you, if you need. Um, is French horn like a, is it an E flat instrument? Like in French, we say fa. Okay. So no, it's F It's an F. Okay. F or Yeah, but we but we also there also exists some C in E, like you said, and let's see, and B. Okay. B flat, I think. B flat. Yeah, I think so. But there are different kind of horn. So one of our biggest struggle is to adjust them. Get the right part. Yeah, exactly. That was my. Uh, the same, the same yeah, thing. I've had I've had experience playing with them um, with a jazz band where they play trombones and everything because they play on E flat, and I'm playing guitar on C. It's like when I'm reading their sheet, their music sheet. It's like okay, this 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 C it means E flat, and then okay, so how do I read this? Just translate it. Yeah. It's not it's not that easy, man. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like okay. <laughs> so you play this note. So I have to 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 write this one to sound this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Great, right. <laughs> it seems like uh, those people who had hobbies or any interests in common with the kids at school, they don't have any problem making friends at school. Do you agree with that? Yes, I really agree with that because uh, I think when you go to a foreign country, like even more when I think well, when you're coming from North America or maybe Europe in Asia, it's not so common. So because uh, I was like white with blue eyes, like mm-hmm. green eyes and blonde curly hair, it was quite cool at the beginning. People were like, oh my God, but after a bit of time, after a few weeks, uh, like they're done, they're used to you. And if you're not a bit interesting or not sharing anything else with them, not have friends and done. So you have to share more with them, maybe like to get friends, maybe like go through sports, maybe, mm-hmm. or like music for me. Right. And like through music, I had my friends, really good friends. And also as I had the chance, I was studying in uh, south of Jakarta, and there you have like uh, three uh, SMK, mm-hmm. Negri, uh, three schools, uh, four hearts, for arts and uh, one my my school was for classical music the other one was for painting and i never been there but the third one was for um it's for the classical uh japanese art uh, gamelan and so yeah right and so uh once a week every wednesday i was spending my, uh, my day there uh and so i had uh, gamelan courses right like Karawitan and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had also uh, class like Javadis dancing. 
Mm-hmm. This was really cool, but really hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Like 30 Celsius, it's crazy to dance and to move, and you're quite dying. It was really interesting, and also like yeah, I, and so I, I discovered and practiced the like traditional art, and also like the uh, with kulit with uh, so the wayang, wayang. Yeah, wayang. They're yeah, right because they were creating some like making also uh, batik mm-hmm. dancing and. Uh, gamelan also so i had a lot of gamelan classes you were really in this like cultural epicentrum there you got, yeah exactly like, exposed to all what do you call that yeah, it's pure japanese pure theory. japanese exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah if I, if i remember correctly back then you even spoke a bit of japanese yeah, yeah that's right because most of those people uh, were coming from uh like small villages in the central java Mm-hmm. Most of them were speaking um, Indonesian, uh, for sure, but were speaking a lot of J- uh, Japanese. They wanted me to speak a lot of like bad Japanese or like to swear in Japanese. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? Like, uh, say it. And, and just a disclaimer: I don't know if anyone's listening to me and say, "Oh, I didn't know they speak Japanese in Indonesia." It's a uh, J A V A Javanese. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, but it's not Arigato. <laughs> it's Maturnuun. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Maturnuun. But also, like, I, I I remember I would say I love you because it's it? so important. It's a Kulotresno Karokoe. Kulotresno Karokoe. That's it. This is like the uh, correct speaking, I think. Sounds <laughs> uh, kind of Karokoe. <laughs> <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> no. Okay, maybe maybe to you because you like you know what it means or like yeah. you can hear it in a more Japanese accent. That's really Russian to me. Yeah, they were speaking some pure Russian also. <laughs> But what so, else? Yeah. What else? Also like uh, like bad words and words like chochote. If you know that's what it means. It means like matamu. Yeah, you know what it means. Uh, well, you know uh, matamu. Matamu. Oh yeah. So like the Japanese. Yep, it's like a Japanese say. expression. If you're like like, like if you're like like chocolate is like uh, uh, your mouth. Yeah. Your mouth. Chocolate. Ah. Chocolate. What is it? Your mouth isn't like it's used when. No, it's like, like shut up kind of way or. No, it's more like um, when someone's expecting more out of something. It's like um, when someone's taking you to dinner and then and then you said, can I get this? And it's like too expensive. And they'll say like, matamu, <laughs> something like that. Right, but what's the, what's the meaning? It's just, it's just your eyes. Like, it's like my, my ass in English. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about other... Javanese expression. You don't have a. Do you have a favorite word? I don't know any Javanese, so I don't know what that is. But like, yeah, the word like no, anjing is Indonesian, no? Yeah, it's it's used in both. Yeah. Oh no, that, in in Javanese, there's another word for that. But I don't remember what's asu. Uh, asu, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like all all day long, like asu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the tip of their tongue, like every three words, like asu. Yeah. Yeah, this means yeah, like dog. Like did you go back and get any memories from the exchange students or like anything we went to or did like uh i remember d- during one of my first time in uh, jakarta where we went to uh, a lot of places but i wasn't understanding anything like we even made a party 
at the hotel. One day, like most of people were quite big drunk. This is bad. Don't do it during your exchange, okay? The fear, yeah. And then <laughs> the next day we had to wake up like quite early. Uh, it was quite difficult to go to, to meet someone. We've been there, like we say, hey, yo, what's up, dude? And, and I've been sitting to like um, the chair of that guy and like checking hands and all. And then I understood just after that this guy was a Pa'ahok. Oh my God. And we'd like oh say, God, hey, yeah. Pa'ahok. And I'd be checking hands with Pa'ahok and sitting on Oh, the, like, the governor? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no. So many of our, so many of us people were hung over and showed up in like sandals and like, <laughs> so, we're like so much is disrespect to go like, meet Pa'ahok. He's like at his table and all. They say, yo, my name is Natal. How are you? <laughs> I, I really think that. Uh, I, don't think, I mean, it's, I think it's not. Flip flops aren't formal footwear anywhere, but and we didn't really understand. Yeah, I, I didn't. Do that. Yeah, he didn't understood that that guy was quite important. It's like so Jakarta's governor at that time, mm-hmm. and then like even at that time and after it was quite important. He even like he had some chance to be president then. Joko Widodo, like people were speaking about it. But then uh, two years after I came back to Indonesia and I discovered he was to it was in jail because mm. like people said he did bad things or was something against Islam. He just said something. Mm-hmm. Like against Islam, I think. Mm-hmm. But at the time I think it was quite powerful, important in the right. political figure. Uh, but he, but he was, I don't know, he didn't seem too bothered by it, but yeah. But it is, that. Yeah, it seems really cool. <laughs> you were, you were, yeah, you were not, some... you were not fully awake anyway <laughs> that day. Um, so I, I remember. So I have like a photo of myself sitting in the Pahawk chair in, the, in his office. This was stupid to, sit, to do that, I think. <laughs> Just sitting like, yeah, the president. But yeah, it was, it was once in a lifetime, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. It was cool, but I did didn't understand it. That, that guy was so important. Yeah, there were there was <laughs> because, kind of a lot of get on the bus. We're here because it was because it was really cool and it was not official. Like and you found out, oh shit, he's the governor. <laughs> <laughs> Just after. But yeah, when when you got to Indonesia, what was the what was the biggest cultural shock moment for you? After maybe like three flights, <laughs> three uh, three planes. Yeah, it was quite cool, but um, I was. Quite surprised to see all those people um, welcoming me with a really big poster with my with your uh, face uh, in it with, with my face like five times my size face and uh, this was really cool. But uh, what was shocking for me was to directly be in a car uh, discovering the uh, Indonesian way of driving the, um, and in the other side of the of, of the road also. The jazzy, jazzy driving of ours. Yeah. So unorthodox. Yeah, the... it's quite like not respecting the rule, but just to like go through this. This wave this, of humanity. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, were you were amazing. you scared or were you like um you felt did you felt like claustrophobic on the way? So like everything no, it was, was okay. so close together. And yeah, then I too... really enjoyed uh, to be to go to places uh, on a motorcycle, not driving by myself, but we picked up and all. This is really useful on traffic jam. And so yeah, also the heat is amazing in in Indonesia. Oh like, yeah, I bet. It's really hot and really like a moisture. Oh yeah, moisture is really important. Humid, yeah. 
Cuban. The humidity is really so high. I don't know, at least 70%. Uh, well, yeah, what shocked me also is that um, I arrived in, in uh, August, just I think the beginning or the middle of the um, dry season. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming from North of France, we do have like, a lot of rain all the time because we just have the sea and the ocean next to us. Right. So we get like rain every every weeks at least. And then when I arrived, I had I like we had no rain for maybe three months long. Mm-hmm. I was started to be crazy about it to see no water coming from the sky because yeah, there was no rain at the time. And then you got too much rain, hey? Yeah, then we had like a storm every day around 4, 4 p.m. rain every day. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you get flood in Jakarta? Not really. Like, yes, some days, sometimes, uh, like, really but it didn't stay for long, eh? Yeah, I, I think, and I think maybe my house was in a good place. Yeah, I've seen some days a lot of water. It was cool when it is too hot, just get like, it gives some freshness. Right. What about also, uh, what your experience with food? Is it hard yeah, at the beginning or? Yeah, I wanted to say that also. Crazy spicy food. Really, really spicy. I, I, before in Indonesia, I never ate like uh, ate such spicy food. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really felt like dying a few times or even I even been sick at, at the beginning and not able to go to school some days because I was like a prutsakit. I, I don't know about you, Isaac, if you find such the same experience in my canadian standards i was good with spice but when i got there i was terrible but i wasn't you're not that bad like totally like not that bad so i was able to catch up i just had to i remember the first month just like crying at lunch every day let's just fry it out just mm. just nipple it out and then eventually i got better but mm. yeah i think yeah. i got better so and also this food in Jakarta was not well they're not that spicy either like they're mostly sweet, I think. In Jakarta? Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, like my my host mom was uh, from uh, is from Bandung. My host father was from um, uh, uh, Sulawesi. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> so that part like, right there. My host, like my whole father, was crazy. Like, like and you say Sulawesi, uh, man. So is it spicy, <laughs> spicy food? It's like, oh no, it's not even spicy. <laughs> And I've been like, thing is, I don't trust me. that guy. Don't. Are they are they top in the country, or is Sulawesi the hottest? Like, is that the king of spice in the country, or? I'd say it so um, must be pretty spice too. Here, here's the thing, Isaac. Um, some places uses a chili for taste. And um, use it to preserve. Yeah, to preserve or to you know you know like I'd say all the time chili makes the food taste better. Like in my part of the country, like my my mom's hometown in West Sumatra, I'd say it's, they use chili for preservation and sometimes for the hotness. But Sulawesi, especially the northern part, they went like two hundred percent on it, not just for the taste. They're they're going for the burn, like for real. Man. So northern Sulawesi and the um and East Java, they're going nuts for the uh, for the chilies. If you taste uh, that ayam penyet, oh, bro, yes, <laughs> you tasted that. Yeah, okay, it's yeah, from I'm East right Java, on. eh? So that's yeah, they're going for the burn, not for the taste. We're, we're talking about spicy foods. That's the one that came to mind specifically. I am what? chicken. What is mashed it? chicken? So it's chicken uh, and you yeah. mash it. It's like flat. I, I think I, I tried it. Yeah. yeah, the whole the, it's just like the meat. Like maybe you get like the leg or something, but it's all like washed, and then you could just see the whole chili chunks on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. shit. 
That is a challenge for me too. Like that should have been really cool. definitely gonna cry on that one. <laughs> I don't know if you experienced that also, but um, uh, in in Jakarta, uh, people are uh, drinking really sweet tea all day long, and I think maybe I. I've, I've been drinking more tea than water in, in my year. Oh. Like a lot of tea, like sometimes um, mm. iced tea, but lot like always really sweet. Isaac, maybe? Or maybe it's, it is like only in... in uh, no, it's a, it's a... Well, Indonesians consumes a lot of tea. And for most people, like the default was the uh, was the plain, mm, plain hot tea. Mm-hmm. But some people who's not that concerned with their health would just go for the iced sweet tea but it's so good or the or the iced plain tea especially on a hot day bro how have you been like since i went to malaysia for study how are you dealing with uh bahasa melayu it's um it's the same but different <laughs> i don't know how to explain it but it's like uh it takes not sure it, it takes three months to to adjust to it it's technically the same language but you have different words for things just like that it's like i don't know isaac can can i can i equate bahasa indonesia to bahasa melayu with uh spanish and portuguese or is it no so far or maybe french and uh, quebecois probably yeah. yeah yeah maybe yeah like probably. part of canada is speaking french but not french but like but like, but like the capsi old french when oh, yeah. like french people arrive 500 years ago so it's and then not progressing happen. anything <laughs> and still speaks the like, same way like middle age french french imagine like isaac speaking like shakespeare right now like thou <laughs> were thou doing exactly i wench <laughs> yeah it's hilarious hearing that what, what, what does nathan what does tabernak mean to you what? In France, it is like really common. People are making drugs. Like they act like speaking Quebecois. Like, Kalis das Tiro. Hey, Quebec, Kalis. Kashmar, Ashelby, Pali, Quebec. Like, lots of people are like, my Quebecois accent is really shitty. But Pretty close. Uh, people are making oh. jokes. If an actual, if a, if a French person from France used the word tabernacle in a sentence, what does it mean to you? Nothing? Uh, yeah, uh, tabernacle is an object from the, like, at, in the church to, I, I think it is the one when you put a wine in it to drink, or maybe <laughs> the one who put a candle, I don't remember, but it's yeah. like, Painter, like Christian, Something. like church object. Really but like they also say, Kalis, uh, the Kalis is when you put uh, the chalice, yeah, like bread. Yeah, for yeah. what is it? Goblet. The squares in, in Quebec are just <laughs> objects. Yeah, imagine yeah, just saying goblet. If, if, goblet. if in Australia people say goblet and it's like uh, a bad swear word, <laughs> crazy, right? Goblet. I've got a nice experience, like uh, a, a year after my exchange. I came back to Indonesia with my family and I was oh, like uh, a tour guide with my mm-hmm. family because I brought them through whole Chao Island. And uh, when we arrived to uh, Gunung Bromo, yeah. the Bromo place, I called a, a hotel to like set a, uh, to take a room. And uh, when we, we arrived, the, the, uh, the guy thought I was like 
Malaysian guy because my Indonesian was good, but some accent. Some accent. So I said yeah. I was from Malaysia. So it was, <laughs> it was like shit. I thought you were like not the, like bully, not like white guy. Wait, thought... with accent. <laughs> Wait, different color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not from Malaysia, dude. So you were that That's good. That's funny. Moment. You're that good. Yeah, bro, you were. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Me too. We both were very good. Oh, you too. Yeah, remember, I think so. really there was a couple of times, a couple of times, Nathan and I would just speak in Indonesian to each other. Yeah. Oh, for real? Not wow. just because my English, my English was really bad, but uh, yeah, we like you, Isaac, I think me and Mikey, we had really good Indonesian, I think. Mikey were speaking good Indonesian also. Uh, how is it now? I think you mentioned that you can't really find anyone to speak to. I only have one friend from one friend from Indonesia in Paris, but I I haven't met him for maybe a year or two because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And because I've not been speaking for a really long time, when I see Indonesian video, I feel that I know those words. I I knew at that time what was the, the meaning, but now I don't even understand it anymore. Just like if it was like just getting some dust like disappearing slowly right but i feel like after a few weeks maybe it would go back quite fast totally and this this uh, was the case when i went back to indonesia uh one year later after one or two weeks my indonesian was the same like it came back quite fast yeah it just comes back eh? yeah and i didn't have to think how to say something it was it just happens I mean, quite, it was yeah, quite yeah. magic for a while, I was really frustrated because it was like, man, it looks so hard. And it's, it's <laughs> away. Like you said, it's like dust. You can see it just like slowly flow away in the wind. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Now I just accept it and know that if I ever go back, it might be rough in the beginning, but we'll get there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not lost forever. What did um, people think about France? Well, what people were thinking about France, like uh, in- Indonesian people? Um, when they found out that you're from France, like, oh, France. And then the next thing they say was like, I know Eiffel or Paris or whatever. Yeah, they quite only knowing Paris and the Eiffel Tower. Some say also know some music from France, like, I remember. Yeah, exactly. They knew <laughs> some old French music like Edith Piaf, La Vie en Rose, um, Charles Navour, this or. And also some new music like David Guetta, DJ Snake, like which are oh, yeah. French DJs. Mm-hmm. And um, also they knew some other cities like Lyon, Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew also it for, for, for the wine. So they were quite, quite like, they knew well about it. Did they like ever, did they ever told you that um, about the um, the stereotypes that like people in France don't don't take a shower for two months? This is the truth, bro. Uh, <laughs> like I've been not taking shower for like a really long time now. Uh, of course, with yeah, uh, I think it's more maybe like in English or English speakers, uh, like in Indonesian, we're not thinking this. More the like American uh, exchange students maybe could think that, but I don't know. Yeah, France was known for like the fashion, right? But also brands for the perfume. With, uh, like your uh, and for wine also mm-hmm. uh, and also yeah for classical music and, uh, in my school a lot of Chopin. big uh, uh, compositor are from yeah Chopin Ravel uh, 
Debussy. Debussy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um, a big amount of them. Wait, what and part? Went, what part of yeah. France are you from? Uh, the north part. You want the name of my city? Yeah. Uh, I'm coming uh, from uh, Arras. It is quite common uh, in the north of France. You have some of those towers everywhere in each city. It was for see like enemies coming from far, far away. Right. It was like quite, quite a, <laughs> a contest between all cities to get the highest, like the tallest one. So you can see the enemies. Yeah, and uh, Lille, like a big city, the biggest city in north of France, Lille, right. which has like more than 100 tall, 100 meters tall. And all those towers are, are like 500 years old. Maybe this one is like four or 500. Like okay. How do you spell Lille? L-I-L-L-E. Uh, exactly, bro. I'm looking at the map right city? now. No, okay, fine. I'm just looking at the map right now. So you're, you're, you pretty, someday? you're pretty close to Belgium, eh? Oh, yeah. If you check on the map, it's quite close. And me, I'm sitting in Jean Blou. Uh and so yeah, I'm like my city is almost in the middle between uh, London, Brussels, Paris, like almost in the middle. That's why. Oh, right. Quite I see. I see. If you zoom back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Paris in the south, London in the northwest, yeah. and then Brussels yeah. in the east. Right. By train, I'm in Paris, like fifty, like fifty minutes. Uh, to London, like one hour, 30 minutes by train and to Brussels, like an hour, an hour and a half, Brussels. Wait, if you're going to London, you're um, crossing from Calais? Uh, yeah, I can take the boat or go by train in the tunnel. Like, right. And uh, yeah, this, this train, you can take it from to, to London, from uh, Lille, to Brussels or Paris. Right on. Like, going directly. But now, nowadays in, in, in Europe, it's quite difficult because uh, there have been some Brexit coming around. Right. So people quite not hate England, but they think they're quite stupid to have been to like to leave. You used to be in the same gang, man. Yeah. Where you been? <laughs> Why did you do that, bro? Please <laughs> come back to school together. <laughs> so my sister. Um, mm-hmm. went to France two years ago. Okay. She went to, it was in Brittany. Uh, Bretagne. Okay. That maybe in um, uh, the city. Was, yeah, the city was West. called um, Laval. Laval. Okay. Yeah. She was there. Oh, okay. I never been there, but yeah, it's near uh, Le Mans and Rennes. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Britain, uh, Brittany. Bretagne is like one of the part of France where you have special culture. They even oh, have really? uh, a special language. Oh, really? So they speak um, a dialect. Bretagne, so Britannic. They're like Celtic. Like, sorry. So they're like Celtic, right? Yeah, right. Uh, like. Oh. Um, oh, is that uh, where is that where Henry attacked in the King like movie? The, Netflix. I don't remember. Probably, but one of the greatest uh, British king was was like. French, but from a Britain, and so uh, yeah, I think it was Henry. So they they spoke a mix of French and uh, old French and uh, that and the Celtic, and so that's why uh, in Bretagne they speak a Celtic language, Breton language, like 
near the Gaelic language, near the uh, Irish language. Oh, totally Celtic. Okay, it's Celtic. Totally different from right from French. It's quite interesting. Funny. Thank God we have a linguist here. Whatever you need, I got you. I've heard of it. But, and also, like maybe Isaac, you've heard about the uh, Basque language. Oh, Basque. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. In the south, southwest. Spain? Yeah, near Spain. Mm-hmm. Like between Spain and France, you have like area where they're speaking uh, Basque. You know, we had we had a student from Basque a year after you. Uh, really? Spanish one or? Yeah, in, in Spanish. One? No, Spanish. Oh, okay, okay. So she went here and she didn't bring a Spanish flag. She she brought a Basque flag. Yeah, the Basque flag, okay. Yeah. With like it a was, cross like that. Yeah, it's like, like going. Uh, they, they were acting like these Quebecois, like I don't know, if they're they're acting like they're independent. I'm yeah, not sure why. yeah, yeah, we're special. We're, we're not the same. Yeah, but and their uh, language is like it doesn't sound Spanish or French at all. Yeah, exactly. Something really different. We do not understand anything. I've been I've been there uh, last summer. Yeah, for a few days, and uh, like when they are together, they speak. Uh, <laughs> Basque. Basque, and when they are speaking to the tourist guy, like they're speaking, <laughs> okay, let's speak French. Yeah. <laughs> and opposition is that, you know, because they, they don't speak an Indo-European language. The language no. doesn't isolate, it has no neighbors, no relatives. So the idea is that their language is from the last of a group of languages that existed in Europe before Indo-Europeans arrived. So before... Or the Aryans arrived, eh? Well, I mean, before the people we know as Europeans arrived. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and earlier one, before this big wave of language coming from, yeah, Indo-European language. Like uh, from a, from before um, the migration tens of thousands of years ago from Africa into Europe. Yeah, and this is really interesting. Like uh, in, in France, when you meet or hear someone coming from this area, they do have name and uh, like surname and name. Uh, really special one like which sounds really really special so we do know directly they're coming from yeah Basque, that part Basque, mm-hmm. Basque country like one of the uh, most famous uh, football player in france uh, which won the uh, 98 uh, world cup mm-hmm. like his name is Bichente Izarazu. to not like he's his pure uh, Basque guy Basque name yeah yeah. Doesn't sound French at all to me. Yeah, Bichente Lizarazu. Azu. I can hear it. Nathan, you have? Nathan about oh, Finnish square. Yeah, in Indonesia, it is also really like strong and powerful. The the fact that every island do have their own culture and um language mm-hmm. even over language yeah i think it's quite um like some richness from right. which could might be keep i think in the future well i hope yeah yeah in, in indonesia is quite a young country and mm-hmm. i hope those languages and culture on each island will right. be kept saved because mm-hmm. as it that's true because as a country like as a unity as a country we're pretty young and Mm -hmm. since our independence we have 
we've lost, I think, 300 languages. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty concerning, but you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's the downside of globalization, I think, and nationalization. And such, such big, big countries like maybe you could think about China or uh, the early uh, uh, USA. Mm -hmm. Like they lost a lot of culture, and China is now like globalizing and right. trying to hold be like keep the same culture. Yep, and then everybody was forced to speak Mandarin. Yeah, it's a right. national curriculum. It's just like here, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's um, it's a gateway to open their doors to the outside world and to connections. But you know, the downside is that diversification would decrease. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the price to pay. But yeah, I hope we could we could still keep the balance between the two. Nathan, any other great stories or memories? Crazy stories or crazy stories? Yeah, stands out we to always you. Wanted, we always wanted to hear that. I think it's worth in Indonesia is that uh, Indonesian people do have a really a really polite culture. I think even more in uh, Jakarta. Oh yeah, I think in, in Jakarta it's more open culture, but. In uh, Yogyakarta, it's really polite, really old culture. Yeah. So uh, they never get mad. It seems like it is not allowed to get mad and to start to express your madness. Mad. Yeah, express your, your madness, exactly. And uh, so they never get mad. When they get mad, you you see something went wrong, but they will not say it. And uh, and when as European or like can be mad and just say it and go into conflict with no problem. Mm -hmm. In Indonesia, it looks like problem. And if you get mad, you made a mistake and you, it's quite a shame to get mad or to express. I had, I, I, I took a bit of time to understand this. And people don't want to say no also. They just like, they Inshallah. want to say, it is difficult to do this, but maybe, but they will not say, no, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. They are probably could try to do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about that, Isaac. Eh? Like mm -hmm. Eastern people would uh, avoid conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Western exactly. people would. Yeah, it's okay Search to have disagreements. Yeah. yeah. What about regrets about your experience? Is there anything yeah. that you wish you didn't do, or something that you did? that you wish you never did or there's there any places that you want to visit but you didn't have the time to yeah maybe i would have tried like i would i um, i wish i had the opportunity to go to uh, singapore maybe right or maybe to visit some other island because yeah. I, I stayed only in the java island also went to bali but um i think bali is not really interesting because I think uh, the massive tourism there, uh, I, I think it's a wonderful island, but I didn't say it was not interesting, but the massive tourism Too quite much. destroyed the culture and uh, uh, do not trust foreigners anymore. Mm -hmm. Like Balinese people, I, I think so, in uh, in Denpasar and places where there are a lot of tourists and they're just looking for your money a lot. I uh, wish I, I done. I don't know, maybe go more into sport. And I think I, I've not done enough things. Can you can you specify more on that? Um, the things that you wish you did more? Like we, we both wish we spent more time with our friends or like more time out of the house. We didn't realize that mm -hmm. it was so, so special. Yeah, right. 
I yeah. you, go home. you can go home to rest, but back to your country to rest. But if you're spending the time there resting, you could have been doing something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is one of the points. Uh, I, I wish all the time I, I was home just resting or just doing nothing. Or, uh, I, I could have been with friends and discovering more and getting more of the Indonesian culture, probably. But uh, also, like, when I went to Indonesia, I've been choosing this country because uh, I think it would be really, really different from France. Right. Like, at, at first, sorry, at, at first, I wanted to go to maybe Canada or uh, uh, USA, Australia, or New Zealand, mm -hmm. because those look cool and we know a lot about it uh, in, uh, in Europe. But then I understood, because I have the chance to do uh, a year abroad, I, I should do something amazing with a totally different culture. Um, and so, yeah, like, um, I invest more in this year and do as much as I can. And so going to a totally different country, discover way more. And so uh, I changed my choice and, and end up in, ended up in Indonesia. And I've been choosing Indonesia because uh, in my mind it was like really natural country with a lot of biodiversity, with a orangutan, like orangutan, <laughs> with a aquatic culture, like massive aquatic culture, uh, culture, yeah, biodiversity. And uh, I wish I had more, like more chances to go maybe to uh, Borneo, right? To mm -hmm. maybe discover the like rainforest, like the rainforest, which iconic, day. which is iconic and amazing i think uh -huh. and in uh, java i have a chance to discover the culture but almost no biodiversity no nature like i have a chance to go to hike like go hiking discovering the nature this is one of my regrets so you didn't get to like get in touch with the nature that much that you expected eh? yeah and uh central java is like totally uh Anthropized, like, like populated. Yeah, populated. There are human everywhere, and the the human print is like everywhere. There are no more nature. Only get like a rice culture. Right. Because you see that um, the the island Java is only sixteen percent of the total Indonesian area. But 60% or I'd say 70% of the people in Indonesia lives in Java. Yeah, it's, it's even more like the most populated island in the world. In the world, yep. Uh -huh. That's right, there are people everywhere in Java and I think there are maybe one or two national parks on the Java island, but not yeah. on the central Java. The only forests are on the edges of volcanoes. Right. That's because you cannot build any house over there. <laughs> they would have built the only thing possible. preventing people from building houses that it's yeah. government protected. <laughs> but yeah, there are people quite everywhere. So you were really interested in this biodiversity nature thing, eh? Yeah, it is really important for me. And that's why I'm now studying and trying to bring my like some work, some part, be a part of it. Before you went on exchange, were you thinking about taking this major for your university? Or is it after exchange that you realized that you want to do this? Uh, 
I I wanted before to do this uh, studies and it became uh, even stronger okay. than after my exchange because I truly discovered um, that biodiversity could be destroyed by by human. Right. That like our rivers in Java are full of of trash. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, but full of trash and it's quite mm-hmm. see like trash everywhere. People are burning it or putting it on, on in rivers and. It's sad, eh? Then I really wanted to change something about it. Then I understood that in Indonesia, the corruption is really powerful, really strong. Yep. <laughs> and, that is uh, true. I think it is difficult to change anything. It is. What do you think about it, Ray? I don't know. The yeah. only way to change it is that people need to have like self-calling. If you want to change it from the top to bottom, it's kind of hard. But if people start to... Yeah act accordingly from bottom to top it's i think it's possible and the only way to, to do that is through education yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true because i think um right. indonesia was too for the longest time we're kind of spoiled by our nature it's so easy to live here we don't really have to think of storing food for winter we don't really have to think of planting on the right season and everything and then people just took the nature for granted Yeah, I think that's why. And because those islands are like so big and so so wild, so fertile uh, too. Like you yeah, plant also, anything, it grows here. You're because also tire. you've got like some volcano uh, activity. So yes, the yeah, the soil is very yeah fertile. fertile. Right, Nathan, uh, Nathan, is there anything you want to say or mention before we close it out? Any messages to maybe any host family or anyone listening? Mm-hmm. Want to say thank no. you or anything? Not particularly, but yeah, it was really cool to remember to go back to this year. It is really cool to go back to, to those memories and look back to what happened. That I any, like to see you again. Any yeah, closing nice. statement in Indonesian? Uh, te- okay. Terima kasih semuanya. Um, then uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Spotify, <laughs> Spotify channel. <laughs> You say yeah. subscribe. I like contra el mundo. What is subscribe? Gabole, Gabole, Pangalan, Raizak. Contra el mundo. That's all. Terima kasih semuanya. All right. That was fun chatting with you, Nathan. That was a really informative session. Really that was really cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. See y'all. Bye. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.